What is going on, everyone? I am your host, Coco Lydia, and I don't know about you, but I am definitely going into this new year with the blind optimism of a bird flying right the fuck into a window pane. <laughs> Uh, really, Happy New Year, everyone. Um, my right ear is completely blocked, so I'm so sorry if my tones, my pacing, or the volume sounds a little bit off. We are recording for the first time today in GarageBand. Hopefully, we notice a huge difference in the sound quality. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Uh, but new year, new me, new us, new episode. Welcome back to Fantasy Suites podcast. This is episode three. Today we are going to be doing the Matchelor predictions and um, I have a different kind of idea for today. I've been noticing that everyone has been doing like a top four um, player predictions for this season. I thought it might be fun to give a top five predictions instead. And the reason for this, and hear me out, is because we all know that the top four from any given season is going to be uh, the focal point, right? They're going to get probably the most screen time, both in previews and in the episodes. They will have the best chance at getting on BIP and increasing their social media game post-show and developing whatever kind of like um, influencer public persona they want to expand on. So with that being said, we always, and I think this is a trend that we've been seeing in the last few seasons, we get this like, wild card fifth um, place player. And this person usually goes on to have a solid career post-season and often gets a pretty good at it because they have to deal with the producer bullshit for most of the season and they they do usually get like a later place standing and therefore always uh get a um a spot like a starring spot right on the women or men tell all uh so actually if you're really going into the bachelor franchise for the social media or business opportunities that sort of go along with it. Really, you want to place like 
fifth before involving <laughs> any families or like emotions at hometowns, right? So I really think it's worth a conversation to expand the final four to the final five because usually that fifth wild card player plays an important role in the season, usually has an archetype of a personality like um, colorful narrator or, um, you know, a sweet king or queen. Um, and we're getting more of these kinds of characters come up again and again through the seasons for sure. And speaking of fifth place finishes, in some sad news in Batch Nation this past New Year's Eve, Kelly Flanagan and Peter Weber have finally called it quits after spending most of quarantine slash lockdown together. Uh, Peter and Kelly famously started uh, hooking up <laughs> or started their relationship, we'll say, after he called it quits slash was fucking dumped by Hannah Ansless in the AFR special after finding out um, the truth of Peter's relationship with her and after having this uh, stunt with Madison Pruitt where he asked her to try again or whatever start dating which lasted all of whatever fucking three days um so super sad these Kelly has completely dominated the social media game since her uh, since the onset of her relationship with Peter. She is fucking involved in all of these insane loop giveaways, which is like really annoying if you follow her. She's up to 825,000 followers. And as of today, January 1st, when we were recording this, still has not uh, reacted or posted anything about the breakup, which is pretty rare considering that Batch Nation uh, breakup announcements are usually released in tandem by both parties at the same time. Peter's, um, Peter's breakup post was was pretty sad uh, in a captioned um, the caption of this like sunset photo with him and Kelly reads love is a funny thing it can make you feel on top of the world and it can make you feel a pain you wish didn't exist uh, oh my god um, I'm going to spare you the rest of the fucking caption because uh, we all know Pilot Pete's love language is tears <laughs> and pain. Oh my god. I still have like post-traumatic stress disorder after 
thinking about his season. Ugh. Um, but I think even funnier in this, in this post and the fact that Kelly hasn't responded yet is fucking Peter's mom, Barb Weber, the infamous Sweet Nums, um, response on this post where she writes, love can be fickle and it is not for the timid. Those who have experienced it know that all too well, but it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. (laughs) Our hearts ache for you too. Kelly will always have a place in our hearts and we wish only the best for her mom and dad. Oh my God. Cringe. Isn't it weird to have... um, your mom comment on your breakup Instagram post and and write mom and dad like for both of them. I don't know, that's fucking awkward. <laughs> um in a bachelor conspiracy theory though, um when doing a little bit of a deeper dive when we recall some of the rumors surrounding Peter's season, there was a lot of talk mid-season that maybe he completely blew everything up by dumping all of the women and hooking up with his producer, Julie LaPlaca. This was reported by multiple sources, multiple sites, including Reality Steve, who has been infamously spoiling The Bachelor for many seasons since Jason Mesnick's season. And in a kind of weird development, she posted something on New Year's Eve as well. And fucking sweet nuns. (laughs) commented on it just basically saying like love this love you or something like that oh shit barb is in the mix (sighs) i don't know my initial reaction was like holy fuck someone checking on barb like is she okay just because she gave us like the fucking greatest face that we've ever seen and the shadiest parent that we've ever seen on the show but I don't know maybe there's something to this like we know Julie and Peter were super close during the filming Um, we know that they're still good friends and let's be real here it's pretty fucking weird that Pete's mom is commenting on his ex-producer's Instagram post I don't know, she is pretty involved, but my batch conspiracy theory side um, has some alarm bells going off for sure. So let's all just keep an eye on this one going into 2021. We are, of course, waiting for March 15th, 2021. Uh, the date that Peter has been teasing for a few months now, which is, of course, the date that his NDA ends. That would be his non-disclosure agreement with The Bachelor producers and ABC. So hopefully we are going to be getting 
a lot of tea on his season very soon. That is only a few short months away. And I have a fucking feeling that around that time, we are going to be hearing some news about Julie and Peter. Yeah, you guys, like... You can quote me on that. I just, something tells me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe I'm off base, but time will tell. So on that note, let's get to the top five predict, top, (laughs) that is so me. Like I have problems just being in the world, let alone talking. Oh my gosh. Uh, So, uh, let's get to the top five predictions. First off, we have Piper James. Piper is a model for Q6 models, or rather Q6 talent, as well as 10 management and the source. Um, She also has a master's degree. She's absolutely stunning. Just completely fits the bill, looks like Matt's type, and has a a very political stance, which I love. Um, Her Instagram is well curated, and she overall just seems really friendly. In the previews, if I'm not mistaken, she seems to be getting a pretty good edit with a tad little bit of drama in there. So, and like kind of gives off a bit of a good girl vibe. So I feel like she's definitely going to make it pretty far for like at least the top, I think the top five. Um, yeah, she just, I don't know. She is also following some producers and some producers are following her. Um, the producers don't always follow every contestant, so that's pretty significant. I'm also noticing that she has under 100 posts on Instagram, which means she definitely went back and edited it quite a bit, considering that her first post was in 2015. She's definitely done of bit of work a bit of work on this, which definitely makes me think that um, she's curating an image, which is fine, like super fine. I I honestly think that she's gonna she's gonna go far and do great on the show. Can't wait to see Piper. I think she's gonna be lovely. My second prediction for Matt James is Anna Redman. Anna has just under 10,000 followers on Instagram. She has 700 posts, which makes me think that she's already kind of an influencer uh, blogger type. She is stunning. Love her whole look. And she seems like she has a great sense of humor. I feel like she will definitely appeal to Matt's silly side, and she seems pretty serious. My one thing is Matt is definitely a believer and is 100% a Christian, which totally seems like 
It is a prerequisite, prerequisite to be a lead on this show. Um, and she's kind of missing that from her bio slash vibe. Like, I don't see any kind of um, religious or spirituality vibes from her. That being said, she really seems like she's here to play. Even her biopic, she's in like a sexy black tank top. And I don't know, I just think that she has like strong finishing wife vibes. I feel like Matt is really going to love her. And so that is why I believe she is pick number two for the final five. Anna Redmond. (laughs) Okay. Prediction three goes to Brie. Um, that would be Brie Springs. She is still private on Instagram with 22 posts and over a thousand followers, specifically 1,356, which makes me think that she's still in the process of curating her public image. Um, so there's that. Uh, secondly, based on her favorable introduction by Dark Lord Harrison himself in the Meet the Cast uh, video, I think that she gets a really good edit and sticks around. She also just kind of seems like Matt James's type in the sense that Uh, she's apparently absolutely brilliant. Um, she's stunning and again, has that kind of like nice girl drama free sort of vibe. I really think Brie is going to be one to watch and I'll be interested to see, uh, what her social media image is going to be like when she finally makes it public again, for sure. Three in the finishing circle. Getting there, guys, getting there. Fourth in my final five predictions is Serena Pitt. Serena is a WLU alumni. She is 23 or 24, I believe. Um, and she's absolutely lovely. Serena as well has done a deep Instagram review and deleted or gone through all of her posts dating back to the account creation in 2014. And there is not like too much about her other than she gets an amazing edit in um the previews and i i just see a really good connection between her and matt james um 
Yeah, it's kind of a toss-up between Serena and Sydney for me. Um, Sydney Alexa. I'm I'm not sure which, honestly. I'm not sure which of these two. Both of them have like very similar like um sorority girl western vibes. Yeah. I think both of them are definitely ones to watch. It's also kind of hard because I feel like I have my top three or my top four that I know in my head. And then we're just like slotting in some some extras in some cases. But that's okay. Um... Listen, the fifth spot is, I'm going to, it's a bit of a cop out because I don't want to like spoil anything. So spoiler alert, although this is not a, a, a direct spoiler, um, I feel like the fifth spot is going to go to someone who is going to enter mid-season. Yeah, that's right. I've heard rumors that one of the contestants who comes back or comes during after the beginning of the season actually dated Matt James in the past. I'm not quite sure how long they stick around for, but one of the girls who's been in multiple previews for this season, her name is Michelle. She is notably absent from the cast bios that were released um, by Bachelor ABC. So it just makes me think that considering they left her in the final edit up until just last week, it makes me think that she enters mid-season. And I do believe that she will have a significant relationship with Matt. And it'll be interesting <clears throat> to see how everything plays out. Because I definitely think Matt is looking for a wife. He kind of seems like he's ready to settle down or at least have like a partner to experience life with now. And... um I think that we still haven't gotten a great idea, you know, obviously just based on the limited previews that we've had. Um, but yeah, I still think that it'll be, it's to be determined with, with Michelle, but certainly what we've seen in terms of her amount of screen time that she's gotten in the promos, it seems to indicate that she will be an important player. And I feel like not a lot of, um, not a lot of, uh, podcasts have been talking about that. And of course we are a spoiler free zone. Uh, but this information has been sleuthed out by me by watching the previews. So this is not information that isn't available to the public. It's just, you know, what are we paying attention to versus what do the producers want us to 
gather. And sometimes these they leave these little Easter eggs too, right? By releasing the cast bios, but not putting all of the cast members necessarily. Interesting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> certainly, this is one of the younger casts, though, that we've seen in a long time. I... <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed by it all. I mean, Matt James is 28. I don't know. I'm not trying to be ageist, but it, it is a really young cast for sure. And on this note, I think we can pass, since we've done our top five predictions, I think we can pass to our um our guest for who's going to stir up the most shit on this season and to absolutely no one's surprise I think it's going to be Amber meow Uh, I hate the way single parents are portrayed on this show I have a huge fucking problem with it um, I'm still waiting for this franchise to show a single parent who's not, um, been in one of the darker previous seasons, like 10 years ago in a positive light. <sighs> of course, Emily Maynard is one of the only ones, but even then, um, Amber seems absolutely like an absolute treat. Instead of saying excuse me or pardon, she meows at people. Oh my god, I can't. Amber is a single mom to a 13-year-old boy. Her Instagram handle is amberlynandrews underscore. And... On New Year's Eve, she was partying at a bar maskless in, I think it was Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'm not fucking impressed. Um, she has 50 posts and her Instagram also dates back to 2014. So you can tell she's done a deep dive into her past and she has a few not safe for work posts including some images with her with some guns lovely including an AK whatever like uh, or an AR assault rifle we can safely say she's probably fucking right wing, and I just, I, I already just, I'm not a fan. I just don't think that, I don't think I'm gonna identify with this character. Uh, what a season we are going to have. I am so fucking excited to see this love story unfold. I am elated that we are seeing non-white love stories on our screens. 
and cannot wait for the day that we see more intersectional and inclusive and non-binary um, journeys unfold as well. Uh, this, like, franchise is wild and complicated and it's such a treat and a pleasure to be able to unpack all of it with you. So thank you for joining us for this third episode of Fantasy Suites podcast. This has been Matt James's final five predictions. Happy 2021, babes. I it I really think it's going to be a great year. I wish you nothing but love and light and see you next week for the recap of episode one of The Bachelor 2021. Cheers.